one week from this film, we'll already know what happened in the first round of the NFL draft. It's here, people, which means your rookie draft is also about to be here. Some of you psychos like to do your rookie drafts like the day after the NFL draft happens. Like, listen, some of, some of your friends, some of the people in your leagues have wives and kids and are in happy relationships. Fuck them. But give them some time. Give them some time to research. You know, give it a week, two weeks till your rookie draft happens. For those of y'all that aren't psychos and do that, this video is for y'all. These are my five must-draft players in your rookie drafts, right? If you're if you got if you're sprinkled with second, third, fourth round rookie picks, you are in for a mwah, a fucking featured film today, okay? Because we're going my five must draft players. These guys are all going to be outside of the first round. I don't need to tell you to fucking draft Brees Hall or Malik Wills or those guys going at the top of the draft. So everyone in this video is going in the second, third, fourth round of rookie drafts right now. ADP according to KeepTradeCut.com, a fantastic free resource for y'all to use. So. On that note, for the NFL Draft, we will be doing a live stream for all three nights, both first round, the second and third round on Friday night, and then on Saturday all day as well. We got everybody in the office. We're going to be live streaming from here. We got we got Ike on the production on the ones and twos. We'll be calling people in uh, to, to hang out with us during the stream. We even got Noah, Noah Hills, no more parties. We're flying him out to New York City. Let the, uh, the Southern boy, the country, I don't know why I said Southern, he's not from the South, but the country boys from Idaho or some shit in the middle of the country, come experience the Big Apple, baby. So it's going to be electric make sure you fucking set your calendar write it in sharpie on your mother's forehead or some shit to let you know that it's happening and i want you all to join us we're going to be doing giveaways and games and etc 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 all right five must draft players in your rookie drafts this year as you could tell by my energy i am motivated but we are not yet tucked in tuck tuck stop yelling no, let's <laughs> What's crack, big dog? Welcome bike to the channel. Welcome bike to the headquarters. My name is Nicholas. This is BDGE, big dogs. Gotta eat. And we're about to jump in to our five must-draft players in your rookie drafts. Now, again, this ADP is all from keeptradecut.com. We will be putting the link in the description. It's a cool little website where they, you know, you go on and every page you go on, you have to either keep, trade, or cut somebody in a dynasty league. And then they, you know, move around their rankings and their ADPs based on that. So it's pretty fucking cool outsourced type of witchcraft technology they got going out there. All right. They're living in 2037. Sam Howell, the UNC quarterback is basically living in 2037. If you may, you know, 203, 2037. He's going right now 17th overall, QB5. And this is Superflex ADP, okay? QB5, 17 overall at the 205. As long as his name isn't Carson Strong, I am happy, happy, happy taking any of the top quarterbacks that falls the latest in the rookie drafts, okay? Whether it's Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral. Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell. Sam Howell has gotten easily the least amount of hype out of all five of these top quarterbacks. And now the fact he's fallen to the 205 is outrageous. I would also argue Sam Howell has as much upside as, you know, anyone in this class outside of Malik Willis. This kid literally just ran for over 800 yards and 11 touchdowns, all right? The narrative here about Sam Howell is tired. All right, everyone knows. 2020, he had a great throwing season, threw for a lot of yards, threw for a lot of touchdowns. All the stats were there to back it up. You know, he's top five in the NCAA in basically every passing statistical category. Then he loses Javante Williams, Michael Carter, Deami Brown, Des Newsom. You know, I'm like robotic at this point hearing this narrative and saying the narrative. Then the passing numbers fall off in 2021. However, he puts it on his, he does one of the, Sam Howell, 
fucking walks into the locker room like that in 2021. He's like, I don't give a fuck that Javante Williams is in the NFL, in the league, getting paychecks right now. Instead of turning up the dial in the passing game, he rushes for 828 yards. That is some really capable type shit, all right? I personally love to see that versatility. I love to see, that tells me he's got some fucking dog in him, some real fight in him when he's like, we cannot succeed the same way that we did last year. And instead of trying to force it, I am going to look at other ways in which my game can adapt to what's happening on the field. There are very few quarterbacks in college ever that have rushed for 800 yards in a single season. All right. And maybe Sam Howell is a good passer. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's a bad passer. I don't know. But I can tell you for certain that these other guys, Kenny Pickett and Matt Corral and Desmond Ritter are certainly not head over heels, fucking head over shoulders, head over. That's like a dandruff company. They're not fucking dandruffed up that much better than Sam Howell. They are not in a whole nother tier than Sam Howell. There's no reason some of these guys should be taken at the 106, the 107, Sam Howell at the 205. Makes no sense, all right? I get that we want to hype and buzz and, and get these guys going, the guys that we like at the top of the class, but to start elongating this tier and stretching it out and stretching it out like a rubber band, guess what? happens when you shut your rubber band out too far. It fucking snaps. And that's what's happening right now with this ADP. Sam Howell at the 205, criminal. We're going to have to see what happens in the NFL draft. Of course, it's going to dictate where he goes. If he drops to like round three, you know, it gets way less intriguing. But I don't think he's going to drop that far. If you look on Bet US right now, they have Sam Howell as minus 125 to go in the first 32 picks of the NFL draft. Minus 125, which means he's actually expected to go in the first round. If Sam Howell gets first round draft capital, there ain't no fucking way I'm letting him pass me by at the 205 in my rookie draft. Also, on BetUS, if you go on to BetUS and you deposit 100 bucks using the promo code BDGE, you're going to get 100 bucks on top of that. Link down below. Next player up on this list, Rashad White, Arizona State, running back, currently the 18th pick. So he's one spot behind Sam Howell at the 206. He's the running back four in this class. So as you can see, the way this class is made up, very tier-based, right? You have Brees Hall, and I'd almost say Brees Hall, tier. Kenneth Walker, tier. Or tier gap, I should say. Tier gap. Isaiah Spiller, tier gap. Fucking Rashad White, because all those running backs are going four or five, six spots apart from each other. So it's very, very interesting how the tiers are starting to take shape. Now, Rashad White's a guy I've been fucking clamoring about. I've been yelling about it. Tell you guys not to yell. Couldn't, couldn't help myself when it comes to Rashad White. We now have all the information at hand when it comes to White. And this dude don't miss, right? The SpongeBob. That SpongeBob meme, I felt like he was making that for Rashad White because when I started the evaluation on him, I was like, oh, this kid is fun. He's exciting. He's explosive. He's a really good pass catcher. You know, he's he's got a lot of raw tools that we can make work for us. And as the process went on and on and on, and he dominated at the Senior Bowl and he went to the combine and absolutely blew that shit away, came in six foot, 214 pounds, ran a sub four, five forty, which puts him in. I don't want to say elite, but very, very, very high level athleticism. The burst score is very, very high level as well. And you look at a kid who caught, what is it, 43 passes last year. He has two years of real college running back experience, right? The first year when he transferred over to Arizona State from JUCO, didn't get a lot of play time. He was in a committee, showed off really well. 42 rushing attempts, 42 rushing attempts in 2020. 10 yards per carry. Let's get this kid a little bit more involved. The next year, 182 attempts, 1,000 rushing yards, 15 rushing touchdowns, catches 43 passes. And these are not just volume passes because he averages 10.6 yards per reception on those 43 receptions. A lot of times in college, it's a little bit tough to get a, a real feel about how good a pass catcher is in college. A lot of the times it has to do with the system that they're in. One of the key indicators for me, I know it's a very raw statistic, but like the yards per reception is something that I typically look for because that tells 
tells me whether or not you're making plays with the ball in your hand, whether or not this is, you know, a lot of guys can go and catch the ball and catch 43 passes, but average six yards per reception. We've seen a lot of a lot of guys in this class do that. 10.3 yards per reception after seeing the amount of volume is big time. So Rashad White was a producer at college. He is shifty. He is elusive. He is a pass catcher he's six foot 214 pounds he's like tony pollard he's like lamar miller was a comp i had for him rashad white is personally still needing to see what happens in the draft between him and isaiah spiller i personally still have isaiah spiller as my rb3 right now and rashad white as my four don't can't argue against anyone having rashad white up as the three don't know what the draft capital is going to be like for him but right now in the middle of the second round is a beautiful, beautiful spot in which I will not let Rashad White pass me by at the 18th pick. We drop back almost a full round to Damian Pierce, the Florida running back. And this is someone I could say for certain is going to be so much better as a pro player than he was at the college level. And you don't see that for a lot of players. Right now, Damian Pierce is the 27th pick off the board, RB8. So he's going 303. If you have those early third round picks, they are kind of golden this year. I love the way that the rookie draft is shaping up in terms of uh, owning a lot of those middle round, you know, late second, early third round picks. You get a lot of high upside guys, in my opinion, that have a lot of questionable uh, profile uh, parts of their profile coming out of college. But Damian Pierce is a guy that really, really, really intrigues me. The volume just just wasn't there when when he was at Florida. Okay, so he played there for four years, 2018 to 2021. Never saw more than 106 carries in a season. Never caught more than, more than 19 passes in a season. And this is one of those guys that almost rode off immediately. Seeing that, I'm like, okay, this dude never had more than 106 carries in a year. Why would I ever project him to be uh, a workhorse or a high-volume player at the next level? And I don't necessarily project him to be that at the next level, but he can certainly be wildly efficient on few touches because that's exactly what he did in college. And then he comes in 5'9", 220 pounds. So everyone at the Senior Bowl said he and Rashad White were the top two running backs there. So he comes in and performs, you know, relative to the other players in this class that went to also, you know, SEC schools and good schools, dominates that competition. 5'9", 220 tells me that, you know, if he does need to be a workhorse at the next level, he could do it. When we start to break down the actual efficiency here on a per-touch basis, I'm going to rattle through some random deeper dive analytical numbers right now. Number 11 in the NCAA in yards per route run. Breakaway runs tied for top 33. Number two overall in missed tackles forced rate. 37.8% of the time he touched the ball, he forced a missed tackle. Number two in the entire country. You know who number one was? Bijan Robinson. If you've heard anything about anything about college football, about anything then you know who B. John Robinson is. He is the 101 next year in Superflex. Eh, actually, we'll see the quarterback situation. But he's the RB1 next year. Damian Pierce, number two in the NCAA in missed tackles force rate behind him. Didn't have a single fumble or a single drop pass last year. Top 15 in pass blocking grade, which is also super intriguing because he's a guy that's probably going to get on the field as a third down back immediately. Number four overall graded route runner at the running back position per Sports Info Solution. Number one overall graded runner. Okay, this is not rushing yards. This is not yards created. This is just the subjective grades they give to runners. You know how like PF people cite like PFF, the number one overall passing grade for PFF. Sports Info Solutions is a deep analytical company that looks at every single play, grades them out. Damian Pierce, number one overall graded runner. 16 touchdowns on 119 total touches this year. And that's one touchdown every 7.4 touches. There's just almost no blemishes on this kid's profile when you look at it, look at it on a per-touch base. Would I have liked to have seen him have more of a workload, of course. But 
if Damian Pierce did this type of efficiency on 300 touches, he would be arguably the 101 or the 102, right? Now, he's not the most athletic back. He came in as a very average back. But when I look at Damian Pierce, I see like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire meets Mike Davis meets Mark Ingram. Okay, so that's the kind of guy I'm looking. He's the, none of those guys are overly athletic, but all those guys can very, very, very efficiently contribute on all three downs. They're like low to the ground where they could be powerful, but they're also super shifty. That's the kind of comp I see for him. So 5'9", 220 again, got the size, really efficient. Like go watch Damian Pierce. He's a very, very fun player to watch. So I love him and he will not be getting past me at the 303 if he's sitting there in my rookie drafts. Number four, we got a wide receiver. But before we go into the wide receiver of Southern Alabama, I got to talk to you all about Felix Gray because I love Felix Gray and I love the running back I just talked about. I love the wide receiver I'm about to talk about. So we're just going to talk about a lot of shit that I love. Told you I'm fucking motivated today. Felix Gray are blue light blocking glasses. For those of y'all that need prescription, they have both prescription and blue light together sewn in, right? Like Clyde Edwards Hilaire meets Mike Davis meets Mark Ingram. Felix Gray meets blue light meets prescription meets fucking style. This shit is luxury. But it's 15% off, so you're not paying a luxury price. If you use promo code BDGE15, you're getting 15% off your Felix Grays. If you're looking at screens all day, if you're watching our TikTok at BDGE, double underscore, you're scrolling at night, you're going to get shitty sleep. It takes you a while to get into your deep REM sleep if your eyes are looking at light before you go because it's telling your body, hey, Nick is still awake. There is light going around. It is sun out. There is sun out. There is light out. Stay awake for a little bit longer. Though, even if you fall asleep right afterwards, you still don't hit that deep sleep until later. It's called latency, right? We're, we're analytical when it comes to the fucking football. We're analytical when it comes to sleep as well, all right? We need our sleep. As you can tell, I got great fucking sleep last night. Thanks to Felix Gray. Blue light blockers. Go get them. Felix Gray. Get FelixGray.com forward slash BDGE. The link will be down below. Use promo code BDGE. 15 for 15% off. Mr. Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama. Currently the 31st pick off the board. Wide receiver 14. Criminal. Some of the pieces of shit that you got ranked above Jalen Tolbert. You you know what? I don't say it often enough. You know how it's like when people have bad relationships with their parents because their parents like don't tell them that they love them enough or whatever. I don't call y'all pieces of shit enough. I need to humble you because Jalen Tolbert at wide receiver 14 at 307. Man, that's big piece of shit energy from y'all. Okay. Jalen Tolbert is probably the wide receiver I will own most of once my rookie drafts finish. He is a... I thought he was going to be a little bit bigger. I'm going to be honest with you. He came in at 6'1", about 195, which is plenty of size for the NFL, right? He's not like he's not like 5'9", 170 or anything like that. I just was watching him play, and he looked like a really like muscular dude, as you can see. I'm like shrinking, honestly, by the day. Don't If you're skinny, don't wear oversized shirts like me. It makes you look very questionable in terms of whether or not you're actually even alive. Jalen Tolbert, 6'1", 195. So, so it's not a size concern. I just, when I started watching him play, I was like, oh, he's built, he's muscular. He's like an outside X possession wide receiver guy. And I still very much believe that his style of play is that. He is, he's very good with the ball in his hands. He's a hands catcher. He has very, very strong hands. He's a, man, he's just good. He's a possession receiver. The comp for him is Adam Thielen, where, you know, you, you don't really specify any specific thing where you're like, wow, that dude is a Deep speed is incredible. He's an amazing, like, long pass catcher. He's wildly elusive. None of that. He's got the goods in every aspect of the game. Very strong hands. Very good possession receiver. Very good route runner. 
Uh, he has enough breakaway juice where he came in and ran a 4.49. So that puts him a little bit above. He's basically an above average athlete across the board. Okay. Nothing like crazy, crazy athletic, but a very, very solid athlete across the board. He's just someone, he's just a wholesome ass wide receiver. That's the way I look at him. Like Jalen Tolbert could be a high end wide receiver too for an NFL franchise for a long, 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 long time. In the same way that Adam Thielen could absolutely operate as the wide receiver one in an offense if needed. But you know, a team would probably be a Super Bowl, Super Bowl contender if you had him operating as a high-end wide receiver too, and you just let Stefan Diggs alpha that shit up. Yeah, so I just love Jalen Tolbert. Go watch some film on Tolbert. You'll see really quickly what I mean by him just being a, a really good all-around wholesome-ass possession wide receiver. And my fifth must-draft player in rookie drafts this year, before I, before I announce it, I want to know who you got. Who do you have that's not on this list that you will not be leaving rookie drafts without? And y'all are going to be like, Tyler Goodson. Fuck Tyler Goodson, bro. Drop it in the comment section below. Who is the number five player on this list that you will not be leaving your rookie drafts without? While you're down there, hit the thumbs up, subscribe, if you know, whatever, do all that fucking bullshit. Number five on my must draft player list for rookie drafts in 2022. It's Pierre Jr. I don't know what that was. I tried to do it junior with my hands. Realized real quickly that the J is easy, the R, not so fuck. Pierre Strong Jr. out of South Dakota State. Currently 34th overall, RB11, the 310. Okay. You're getting Pierre Strong at the back end of the third round is just fucking egregious on, you know, it's more just straight up more piece of shit energy from you guys. Okay. Pierre Strong is a guy who he started getting a lot of hype towards the NFL draft process or like as the draft process went on, which is a natural occurrence when you go to a fucking school like South Dakota State. I look at Pierre Strong as like a mix of Elijah Mitchell and Raheem Mostert. I see more Mostert. He's a guy that uses his speed and his explosiveness to create really big plays on the ground. Okay, in the same way that Raheem Mostert operates, you know, he's not great in between the tackles, but you give him an outside lane and then motherfuckers out. That's how I look at Pierre Strong. The majority of his runs came on off tackle runs. 2021 stat line, 240 carries, 1,673 rushing yards, 18 rushing touchdowns, 22 catches, 150 yards. So we're talking about over 1,800 yards from scrimmage. He was a red shirt freshman so he is at the not so ripe age of 23 but this is an end of third early fourth round pick i don't give a fuck about age as a pure runner when we look at his rushing grade per pff finished with the sixth highest rushing grade sandwiched in between zach charbonnet Bijan robinson kennedy brooks and kenneth walker sixth highest in the entire ncaa 19.7 percent of pierre strong's runs went for 10 or more yards 16th in the ncaa 12.6% of his runs went for 15 or more yards, ninth in the NCAA. His 30 runs of 15-plus yards tied Kenneth Walker as the country's leader. Then, you know, we have the film on him. We have the college production. We're waiting for him to compete at the combine. This dude comes in 5'11", 207. So 207 is not overly big, but it's bigger than what you'd expect a guy with this type of explosion and speed to, to weigh in at. The guy runs at fucking 437. A 437 at 207 pounds, we might be on to something here. I really hope he gets into a, a system at the next level, like Kyle Shanahan's, where you're giving him that like 12-plus touch treatment and you're using him in the right way. Off tackle, in open space, let him explode. He's not going to be the inside runner that Elijah Mitchell is, but he can be the outside runner that Raheem Mostert is with a 4-3-7 fucking 40-yard dash, okay? Pierre Strong is number five. 
And that's my list. I will, I, you know, I'll hit you with some honorable mentions real quick, though. Real quick, because I don't know we got fucking time for this, myself included. Uh, these are guys that are going, like, fourth round or later. Uh, Tyler Batty, uh, I like him running back out of uh, Missouri. He's a little too undersized for me to buy into him as anything more than, like, a volatile week-to-week play at the next level. But he's exciting. Maybe in the right role, he could do a little something-something. Kevin Harris right now is definitely worth drafting at his current ADP of 40. That feels a little bit crazy given his size, speed, combination, and success uh, you know, in the SEC as a sophomore. I still personally love Kennedy Brooks. He's going at 45, the Oklahoma running back. Super, super fucking elusive. Reminds me of you know that Damian Harris type of, of mold where it's not overly elusive, but like at the end of the day, the numbers are like, whoa, he was number four and fucking missed tackles force or whatever. And you're like, damn, that's Kennedy Brooks for you. And then two, uh, two late round tight ends that I really like that are going bike to bike here at 46. And 47 are Jelani Woods out of Virginia. He's an absolute just like tree trunk of a man. 6'7, 252, ran a 461. If you go to his player profiler page, his athleticism across the board is uh, quite terrifying. I might be uh, Jelani Woods for Halloween next year, honestly. I'm trying to really fucking scare the kids. And we have Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State. Uh, I like both of those guys as tight ends, but, you know, tight ends fucking are terrible. None of them ever hit. So take that with a grain of salt. Don't draft them probably. But that's my list. Okay. So the five must draft players I have from top to bottom Sam Howell, because he's going at the 205, Rashad White at the 206, Damian Pierce at the 303, Jalen Tolbert at the 307, and Pierre Strong at the 310. Let me know what y'all think and make sure you cop some Felix Gray. Send me a selfie after you, if you grab Send me, send me a selfie in bed with your Felix Grays on and your wife next to you with her Felix Grays on because you're copying two of them. All right, BDG15 gets you 15% off and I will wrap it up here. Don't forget to hit the button that looks like this. Don't forget to put the D in subscribe and I'll see y'all tomorrow. Love you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.